The Just Podcast is brought to you by ReCity Network. ReCity is the Triangle's hub for social impact. If you're interested in learning more about ReCity, start by booking a tour at ReCityNetwork.org. ReCityNetwork.org is also where you can go to subscribe to their monthly newsletter or make a donation to support ReCity's work. The website, again, is ReCityNetwork.org. You're listening to Just, stories about the people working to build thriving communities rooted in justice, a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network in partnership with ReCity and Coastal Credit Union. I'm Jess Averhart, co-founder of Black Wall Street Homecoming. And I'm Rob Shields, executive director of the ReCity Network. All right, look, so here's why we're here. We're here to get proximate. We're here to listen. We're here to process. And we're here to help you process. But here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to be preachy because we don't have all the answers and we will never make you feel like an outsider. Keeping with the theme of sharing, we always want to acknowledge the whole person and that starts with our personal, personal check-in. Yeah, let's do it. So why don't you take it? You want and me to take I'll, it first? I'll, I'll, I'll be the cleanup crew. Oh, I feel like that means you have something more exciting to say than me. That's what that is. You want to build the so anticipation. Relative, yes. Uh, I, think I, have a, I think I have a guess of where you're going to go, but maybe my personal check-in is more of a... Less of a report on other people and more of like what I'm learning about myself. I'm learning that, A, you can't argue people into changing their mind. You um, can't? I've tried. Oh. Oh, believe, oh maybe I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> uh. But it, I have not ever converted anyone by yelling at them, right? Or just basically domineering a conversation. But even just understanding like how to communicate complex truth and how, or when I'm really passionate about something, how do I, your presentation is so important. Yeah. And I feel like in this culture, we talked about it before, like just cancel culture. Yeah. feels like you're walking on eggshells all the time. Yeah. But even as a understanding, like as a white man, it's even, it's less complex for me, but still not simple to wade into these conversations because I feel like I'm bringing experiences of the proximity that I have with others. Yes. And I'm trying to speak on their behalf yeah. to maybe even <laughs> in white spaces, right? Where I'm just trying to feel, I mean, how do I do this well? Like, how do I do this well where I feel like I'm honoring those I'm in relationship with? I'm speaking the truth. truth. Mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, but I'm also doing it in a way that can be received, right? Like this whole idea of balancing between like a gracious delivery yeah, while not watering down the truth. And right. that's just hard. I'm, I'm figuring it out mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm kind of feel like I'm failing forward. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? That's enough about me. I didn't get much sleep last mm. night. I had a really interesting conversation. It was sort of like a Jeffersonian dinner that I attended uh, last evening that I have now downloaded mm, countless times with my 17 year old, with myself again this morning in my head um, and with at least three or four other people uh, at the time of this taping. So it's just a lot, you know, Mm. when you go into spaces where you're trying to tackle big subjects and big issues, in this case, social mobility, economic mobility, you're trying to figure out how to make that better. Right. Mm -hmm. And what do you, what, what symptom do you attack? And everybody has the answer. Right. Mm. But while we're trying to solve for it, things like language are, are, we're tripping over language and you, and you don't want language to be a barrier to solution. Right. You Mm. want people to, to feel like they can just say it, get it out. And then we'll all work around it and massage it. But I was just exhausted yesterday. Mm. I was hearing terms like just minority was being thrown around and, 
and then having to educate on that. And that's fine because now it's taught, right? That's mm. a good thing to say people of color and I think our, our guest has a really great term for it. And when we introduce mm-hmm. her, that's the first mm-hmm. thing I'm going to ask because I forgot it already. It was like walking into racial equity 101, mm. <laughs> but we were trying to solve a 401 problem. Mm. And I don't know how you solve 401 when you haven't passed 101. Yep. That's how it felt. Yeah. So I'm tired. <laughs> I mean, I just can think about, I wasn't at that same meeting you were in, but I have been in space like that before. Just just to name the fact that these these conversations mean different things to different people. Mm-hmm. And we need to be aware of that yeah. and be conscious of that going in and not only be conscious to the subject matter and speak, you know, in a way that's knowledgeable or, or humbly if you don't know, but even just acknowledge the differences of how people are coming to the table. I'm sure some of these themes will pop up again as they often do, right? Because we talk about the tree, right? And the, yeah. and the intersection. Ooh, of I brought roots. your tree up too. I brought oh, your tree you? up at my talk. Yeah. It was a great way to just bring everybody full circle. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and, and people settled on that illustration. It was great. The 400 year old tree. People were like, yeah. 400 year old tree of injustice. Of if injustice. you haven't heard that episode, it was a reference. Go, go back, go back away. Scroll back up on your yep. phone and hit play. I'm really excited to introduce today's guest. This has been someone that I have been a big fan of for a long time. Every time I listen to her, I walk away inspired. And I think today is not going to disappoint. Today's guest is social entrepreneur. There's a lot more I could say. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you come up with just one thing? I could, there's like the, the introduction would be too long. But if you had to pick one term, social entrepreneur, yeah. Cecilia Polanco, owner of So Good Papoosas. This is amazing, Jess. I know you already know this, but for our listeners, check this out. This is, they are so good, which is they're (laughs) aptly named, right? Yeah. A social justice food truck and catering company that promotes cultural appreciation and higher education through pupusas and scholarships. That's cool. I don't know what that all means, but that is very cool. It makes you hungry though, right there. Automatically makes me hungry for lunch. I mean, and we get to send kids to school on scholarships, right? Uh, So we're going to learn more something. This is amazing. This is going to be so, I didn't even mean to do that. Do you hear what I just said? It was so good. This is going to be so good. (laughs) All right, Cecilia, welcome. So glad that you're here. Excited for this conversation. Can we kick this off by maybe a without assuming terms, which is something I think we always try to do, Jess, of just defining terminology Mm -hmm. because different things mean different things to different people. Mm -hmm. Cecilia, you don't need to read Webster's, but to you, how do you define what is social entrepreneurship? Mm -hmm. Social entrepreneurship um, is a term I've been playing with and also grappling with identifying with as a social entrepreneur and I've I've I adopted that term my senior year of college when I once I was learning more about social entrepreneurship but it's it's it starts with entrepreneurship it's business it's innovation it's creating value and it's and it's about profit too mm. profit's not a bad word mm. uh, for me and for my experience and and for the work I do but it's also taking all of these components a business, profit, who the shareholders are, what the impact is, and looking at it through a lens of what that social impact is. More than just delivering a product or service to a customer, how much further does do you do you take that? Do you analyze how you do business and what the unexpected impacts are, the the negative externalities? Mm-hmm. What are those mm-hmm. those intentions that weren't built in but happen anyway? How do we think a little further about 
what those unexpected outcomes are going to be and how do we plan for them? Mm -hmm. How do we be intentional about them? And the people, people is really what it's about, Mm -hmm. not just the people we're serving, the people who work with and for us and the communities that get to benefit from the plans we make. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Tell the audience, our listeners, a little bit about, not a little bit, as much as you like around (laughs) your story, how you got here. Um, why social entrepreneurship for you, right? And like, what does that mean? And why now? What is that? What so good papooses? That's your gift to the world. Mm-hmm. How did we get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I would, I'll add that in addition, I think in my journey of figuring out what I'm doing with my life, mm-hmm. like what my title is. Social entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still I'm still <laughs> I, I talk about that all the time. I'm like, I'm still working towards, you know, what I want to be when I grow up. Mm. I'm still exploring. I don't I don't know what that is always gonna look like. Mm. And that's okay. Mm. I've also been playing with the term activist entrepreneur. Mm. I've been learning about it through a book I've been reading, Emergent Strategy. Gleaning a lot of awesome things from that book. I think it really is even more of a of a truer term for me, activist entrepreneur, mm. playing with what that means. Because I like like you mentioned, I, I wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my hats. I love all the different ways I get to show up in the world. The business Soga Papusas is is one of the ways I get to choose how I show up and honor what got me there and celebrate it. Mm. Okay. It's a food truck that sustains a scholarship fund that is run through our partner nonprofit, Pupusas for Education. Mm. And Pupusas for Education, they were born uh, pretty much simultaneously. It started with a, a really simple thing we wanted to do, we thought was simple. We just wanted to make pupusas and give scholarships. We're like, that's what we want to do. Um, and I realized we were we were really building two things, two entities, a, a business, a for-profit company, and also a nonprofit mm. scholarship fund. So tell me about more about who the scholarships are for and why. Mm-hmm. Like, who, where did that passion come from uh, for the scholarship side? Because these aren't just mm-hmm. general scholarships for, for anyone. Mm-hmm. These are, there's a lot of intentionality you've baked into this process. Definitely, definitely. The scholarships are for undocumented students or students with DACA, Deferred mm. Action for Childhood Arrivals. I came to the to the realization that I had privilege for the first time when I was in college. Mm. You know, I was a more Kane scholar. I I'd, I'd also taken a gap year on a scholarship. All of these opportunities that really changed my life, mm. really drastically gave me access to a lot. And and I was used to a narrative of of uh, disadvantage mm-hmm. and what and and what I didn't have and I started to learn you know I there's flipping that narrative flipping that narrative mm-hmm. of of disadvantage or have not and thinking I'm very blessed to be here and there were a lot of things that happened that that there were a lot of things that conspired mm-hmm. for for me to be there mm-hmm. um Privileges that I hadn't, privileges and and privileges don't have to be so stark. Like we we live, we live in in duality a, a lot, right? So it's not just do you have privilege or not. We have privilege and and disadvantages at play all the time. Mm. That it's it's complex. Mm. It's 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 complexity that we all deal with. Mm. And so, I mean, growing up in a two parent household, you know, um, it was a privilege I experienced. Mm. 
having books in the home was a privilege I experienced. And those weren't things that I even thought about until college, uh, where I was learning more about my identity and coming into, coming into my own of, of who I am and what I want and what, what do I want to do with the access and the opportunities and the resources that my education is, is providing me. And one of the privileges I came to, to, that came to the forefront for me was that I was born in the United States. I mean, I'd always known, you know, okay, uh, in my immediate family of uh, my parents, four sisters, I was the only one born in the United States. So I knew, I knew because my parent, my sisters joked that I was the only one that could be president. Hmm. I was like, okay, they're like, they're like, it's you, it's up to you. You're the only one that can do it. But I, I knew that that meant that there was something that I had that not everybody has. Mm. And so being documented, being a citizen of the United States by birth, having that right by birth is a privilege that I hadn't grappled with very much until mm. I got to college, until I saw who um, in a way was left behind in the process of applying to college, getting there, being able to pay for it. I had a, I was really uh, blessed, really lucky and remind myself that I earned a lot of that. I have to remind myself mm. too, that I earned a lot of that, but that there's also my peers, friends, family, people I know who are just as qualified, did all the right things, did all the hard work and still, and still don't get the same access that I had. We'll bring you more Just Podcast right after this. It ties so much back into what you said earlier of acknowledging that privilege is not a, a binary concept of you have it fully or you don't. You know, we're, we're, this is, mm-hmm. it's layered. You identified areas in which you already have it. and But now you have a platform, and but you're still continuing to live out and leverage the privilege that you possess, right? You've mm-hmm. named some things that are, that can function as barriers, right? Yeah. But you also said, oh, I'm going to look for ways to leverage the privilege I possess yeah. to benefit others. Right. To, to benefit and propel my family forward, but also to take others with me. And I think back to this terminology, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of looking back yeah. to press ahead. You're, you're looking back, you're linking arms yeah. mm-hmm. and then you're moving ahead collectively and collaboratively and innovatively. And that's just, that's just inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think another, I think African proverb that, that I really love is if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about, an example of life's transformation through so good pupusas, like in the in an individual, right? Who in the scholarships you're giving out, you know, a, a life that has been maybe put on a different trajectory and impact the impact the so good pupusas has had in the life of someone else. I think one of the things that I'm proudest of right now is that we've been able to employ a single mom who makes our pupusas. Uh, she works, she needs a really flexible job um, because she has uh, two kids with disabilities. Her name is uh, Mirna and she's Salvadorian and she's just an amazing, kind person. She recently took her citizenship test and passed and now she's a citizen, which means so much for her, for her kids, for her family. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, She's not even full time with us, but the, the, the 10 to 20 hours that she works with us every week based on the flexibility of her schedule, uh, makes a difference for her. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've, I'm really proud that that is 
one thing that has come from the food truck that it helps us because she's, you know, I'm not having to be on the truck making pupusas. My mom's not on the truck having to make pupusas. We can work on developing the business in another way. And she gets to work and, you know, earn this money, make a living and uplift herself, uplift her family because she's, I think for, for women, for women, I think having that financial independence it means choice, and um, for her to have choices for her and for her kids, I think is one of the things that I'm proudest of mm-hmm. uh, for the job is who who we get to employ, you know, who who we value on our team. Like everyone is replaceable. I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we have one of our jobs is someone who's working the window, right? Many people can do that job if one person. If one person can't make it, I call another person. But that doesn't mean that the people who are working are not valuable Mm -hmm. and that we don't want to keep them and work with them so that there is more value to the the job than just the the exchange of, you know, per hour and we transaction. That's it's not just transactional. There are people that you may or may not even be aware of that are in your shadow, right? I mean, these people who are people who are currently social entrepreneurs, you know, struggling to break through. Or mm-hmm. aspiring, what advice do you give to them, or what what challenge and what words of wisdom speak to speak to them for a second? When I meet people, I think they they're expecting me to say, "Hey, you know, I'm Cecilia, and I have this business, and I know all these things that can help you." And I kind of sit back, and they're and they're and I'm waiting for them to talk, and and I listen to them, and I think that they're that's kind of what. Uh, like impacts people when I meet mm. them. I'm like, I'm I'm here. I'm here to help you. So the first thing I'm going to do is listen because I don't assume that I can help or serve everybody mm. because there's, you know, there's specific things I can do. There's specific needs people have. And I am not, I'm not a solution for everybody. So I'm like, okay, if I don't know the answer to your questions or, or I'm not able to meet your needs, how do I connect you to someone who can or an institution who can? And sometimes maybe I need to show up with them because of the privilege that I have that I'm learning about is that as people know me and recognize me, when I show up in places that has, that carries weight. So sometimes just showing up with somebody is impactful too. It's like, well, they're here to pick this up. I want to make sure they get the right form, that they get it in, you know, that they get it in Spanish. And those, those, that way of walking with people, a lot of people walk with me. Mm. So I've got to walk with people too. Cecilia, Mm. love this. You have said the word show up. I wish we could have counted. I was like, as she's saying, I was like, does she know we do a segment on this? Uh, Clearly, you're going to tell us how I can, because our listeners don't know this, but we're recording this over lunch. And so I need to go eat. (laughs) And so the first thing that we all can do is go support So Good Pupusas. Mm -hmm. If you're a local, if you're in LA, you could send Mm -hmm. some good energy vibes and a donation probably to the Mm -hmm. scholarship fund. Mm -hmm. Definitely donate Mm -hmm. to the scholarship fund. But like tell our listeners how they can show up in real life. And then anything else, like you gave some literature, things that you've read, you gave an African proverb. Just is there anything that you want to leave our listeners that they can can use as a tool to learn more, be better, Mm -hmm. be about it? Mm. Yeah. So for the business, uh, you can find us at Coco Cinnamon in Lakewood on Tuesdays for lunch and dinner, Coco Cinnamon on Gear Street on Thursdays for lunch and dinner. We usually post when we're going to be at other events throughout the week. You can email us, send us an email f- about catering or showing up to events with the food truck. 
Uh, you can support our scholarship fund by visiting us on Facebook or our website, Pupusas, P-U-P-U-S-A-S, the number four, education.com. Uh, make a donation. So showing up is the one thing, the first step you can take, I think it's the easiest thing to do. Just go. Show up. Mm-hmm. Show up when you can. Mm-hmm. And then when you think about how you can be an ally, mm-hmm. um, right? Think about how you can be an ally. Ask other folks what they need so that you can get to the point where you're being an accomplice. Like you don't have to be the main person, but you're showing up and helping that, helping the goals uh, helping reach the goals, being part of the movement, but not being at the forefront. And I would say that when when black women have something to say, shut up and listen, sit down and really, really think about what is being said, because I think I think I think listen to people of color in general, people of the global majority Mm. All right, because mm. we are not a minority. Mm. The people global, of the global, global majority. majority. Yep, black women have been showing up for me my whole life, and so I would say that if you have, if there are black women in your life, celebrate them, take care of them, and listen to them, so that you can, you can. They will teach you. They tell you what you need to do. Just, just listen and then do it. I'm gonna run that back for my son <laughs> five mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Just listen. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry yeah. Yeah. That. That's 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 really what it is. I mean, I mean, we're sometimes we're our, we're our, we're the first barrier, but if you're really serious about showing up, uh, when you show up, show up and listen, because mm-hmm. it's not about you. It's about the space that you're in and the people you're there to show up for. How you can be that ally. How you can be that accomplice. And when they say do this, whether it's donate, whether it's sign a petition whether it's show up or call your senator or whatever they tell you to do, just do it. Mm. Do it. I think I think there's a lot of simple things we can do if we listen to the leaders in our community. And for me, mm. for a long time growing up in Durham, that's been black women. Wow. Mm. Thank you for that. That was great. Words of wisdom from you, my mm-hmm. friend. All right. Wow. So, uh, thank Cecilia, you. can you give us your website one more, one more time? time. Mm-hmm. Either website will lead you to me. So good pupusas at, at gmail.com uh, is, our, is our email, but so good pupusas.com, pupusas, the number four, education.com. Any, any way you show up on the, on the website or on Facebook is uh, a direct line to me. I'm happy to talk. Um, if you have questions about how to get catering or how to support, yeah, we can talk more. So hit the website. Uh, place a catering order, place a donation, right, to yeah. support the scholarship fund, or just show up and order a pupusa next week when you're in the neighborhood Today. and you're hungry, or tomorrow, right? <laughs> 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 oh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for your so time. Thank we you know so you're much busy, for having so the me. fact that you even gave us a little bit of this time was, was uh, a privilege mm. on our end. We appreciate yeah. it. It really Thank was. You so much. Mm-hmm. Amazing. There was so much there. I love the ending. Listen to a black woman. I said, girl, you better tell it. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, you're saying you're, you're, you're going to give this to your son. Like, hey, this is just better, listen. Go listen to that podcast again. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, no, but seriously, I, you know, my mother is white, so I didn't. And I love her. And she taught me many, many lessons. So if you're listening, mom, thank you. Love um, you, mom. Love you, mom. But I will <laughs> say that there's really some truth to that. My mm-hmm. ex-husband's mother who I am still very close to, taught me so many valuable lessons through just modeling it. Mm. Her little, 
I'm going to say snide, but that's just because I felt the moment. But like little side comments, right? Mm. But there was a, there was real value in that mm. around being a a good human, a good mom, considerate friend, mm. right? A good wife, like all of those lessons. They can come in. They can come in. A, they can hit you in a minute. And I love just listening, right? And not always being so defense, def- trying to defend yourself, but really thinking those lessons through. I mean, I think that challenge is it extends beyond, you know, what I just said, the simple things about how to like have a great family environment, but just right. how we interact with our community, right? It's the advice we don't really want to hear, if we're honest. Like when we yeah. ask, how do we show up? We're looking for something that feels more productive. Like we'll read a book, which yes. I always like. It feels read a book. like, give us a to-do list and <laughs> a box we can book. check. But it's yeah. the advice I would argue that we need. Yeah. It's show up, and, and, and Cecilia said it beautifully, show up and listen because it's not about you. It's not about you. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there it is. And, and you need, we need to sit with that advice and we need to try to live that out because we're so, I'm so bad at it. Mm-hmm. I'm so bad at listening. Yeah. And I know I'm not alone. Well, no, I think that's an epidemic. <laughs> But it is. <laughs> but that's if we're going to see right. change happen in meaningful yeah. ways, and we're going to see this, if we're going to build more just communities or communities more rooted in justice, mm-hmm. listening, we cannot skip the step of listening. Yeah, and it may not feel productive at times, mm-hmm. but I think that's kind of the point. Like we have to sit with that long enough. And, and listen to the leaders of our communities, right? The black women, right? She, she, she named that specifically in her community. Who are the people that, and the leaders that we need to take this humble posture and go to, to listen mm-hmm. so that we can build empathy yeah. and then figure out how to link arms together to, to go move, far, to move forward, to go to, far, to go, to go far. far. Yeah. Go far. You go together. You go fast. You go by yourself. So that's that's my show up as I process is I'm thinking about Cecilia's challenge of who can I go and show up to listen mm-hmm. to and just not not to form an argument, not to not to win, not to um, or even to I don't know what or to act even, but just to who can I go at leaving this conversation and show up to listen to. And that's how I would encourage our listeners to think as well as, as a next step. Well, let's check in on that next time. I love it. Next time we're together, let's see what we were able to come up with and what lessons we learned in the process. That's a good one. Let's do it. Because it's easy to read a book. This one can be a little less comfortable for our, for us and for our listeners. So let's go do that. I love it. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to Just, a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network in partnership with ReCity and Coastal Credit Union. In the spirit of sharing, if you like what you've heard, tell a friend about the show and give us a five-star rating and review. Many thanks to DJ P-Dog and producer Low Key for producing the music for our show. New episodes of Just will drop every other week, so subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.